again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Game Pass Grab Bag, your weekly podcast reviewing games from the Game Pass Collection, bringing you three unique perspectives varying skill range. I am the one who wants to be the very best, like no one ever was. Andrew, with me? Team Rocket <laughs> blasting off. And also, did you say Game Pass? Oh, did I? I, I was going to say something, I think you did. but left it. Whatever. And the one to unite all peoples within our nation, Keith. Hey. And our Meowth, Liz. That's right. Hey, guys. <laughs> and this week, uh, since Keith was moving, he decided to pick a game for us. And this week, he picked Monster Hunter. Nope. Monster Sanctuary. Go. That was close enough. It Isn't was something Monster Hunter Sanctuary it. game? Possibly. I don't know. But... Monster Sanctuary is brought to you by Moy Ray Studios. And as you can guess, it is, of course, going to be a 2D platformer, but it's also a 2D platformer Pokemon type-esque game where you are going around collecting monsters and battling your monsters against wild monsters to capture them. So, going around, Keith, this is your pick. Tell us, what did you think of the Monster Sanctuary? I mean, I bet you can probably imagine just as it's being a platformer in itself, it's definitely a game for me, but... Everything about this game, it's, I don't know, it's its so fun. It I love the idea that it's Metroidvania, it's a uh, turn-based RPG, it's Pokemon-like. It's just awesome. I, I think it's a really fun game. So I would put it in the definite game category. Jeez. I'm going to give it a game, uh, kind of a tentative game. I really enjoyed it at first, but there's a lot of things that I really want to tweak with this game because... Towards the end, I just was getting really frustrated. So I just, I felt like my enjoyment level just shot down. Well, because I did put so many hours into it and I had fun at the beginning, I'm going to give it a game. For me, originally, I was actually going to give this a pass. I, it, it was just so tedious. But the more I thought about it, I'm going to give it a game due to the fact that there is no Pokemon outside of the Nintendo system. I mean, well, unless you count Pokemon Go or your phone, but I'm not counting that. And so this is essentially a poor man's Pokemon, and it's just, I don't know, its it scratches that Pokemon itch that you can't get on Xbox. So, yeah, I guess I'll give it a game. But I'm with I Liz. Guess. <laughs> I I have some issues. I thought it was pretty repetitive in some areas. But the overall story of Monster Sanctuary, you are what's known as a monster keeper. You are part of one of four bloodlines, so you get to pick your starter monster, at the beginning, you have a bird, a frog, a wolf, and a lion. And it's these special monsters. They're known as spectral familiars. They're ancient. They are invulnerable. So they literally have existed through your family, through generation, through generation. So it is now your turn to inherit this familiar. And you are essentially trying to become and getting the ranks of Monster Keeper. And that is the story. Well, at the beginning, which is to me was very boring but in the end it's also very much like pokemon yeah where you are a... trying to become the best yeah that's like what pokemon story was it was just like all right here's your starter and go out and try to be the best and then it develops into this whole big other thing yep but i will say so this very beginning of the story it's also very light i they don't really teach you into the characters like they just you everyone you meet is just very passing by like some of the other spectral familiars, when you meet their family members, like they are kind of main characters, but I couldn't tell you any of their names. I had no interest in them. I thought the dialogue was super dry, but I will say, actually, once you start to get farther in the game, it starts to deliver more lore and history 
and actually thought it was actually relatively interesting. I thought that the keeper that was kind of a coward and just kind of like ran off sometimes, I feel like they could have made that more funny. I think that would have really lightened it up. But I actually thought that the story was really interesting. And I mean, that was kind of what was pushing me because as you go along, you're finding those little like, they kind of look like tombstones, but they give you more story. And I actually really liked it. See, as, as far as the overall story goes for me, I didn't find it, I guess, overly engaging, like as far as what I was chasing down and who the bad people were and, and all that. But what I did like was all of the lore hidden around the the world that you could find. Like you said, the little, you know, stones with the words on them or, you know, some of the people that you talk to, they'll give you some little background or, or history of the world and everything. So I liked that aspect of it, but I don't think the story itself was overly engaging. See, what I thought was cool is when you find out more of the overall planet, universe, that you're in, that there's actually an old world and then the monster sanctuary world. And there was a war between the old world and the monster sanctuary world. And the old world is essentially modern humans where they believe in science and they're trying to progress and come up with new technologies. Well, you live in the monster sanctuary world where you work with alchemy and magic and work with the monsters. So I actually like that they kind of had these two diverse worlds that actually coexist together. But then, of course, you have the alchemists that are going around and causing trouble, which they're essentially the Team Rocket. They're going around and trying to capture your spectral familiars, and they're trying to cause trouble and just cause issues. I just feel like a, a cutscene at the beginning or just like a, a better intro showing all of this, yeah. like the divide, I feel like that would have been really cool. Yeah, there's no cutscenes or anything, so it is very much just, all right, you're in. Have fun. Yeah. No, overall, I... I... I get where you're coming from there. But I don't know, again, it just really fed on being Pokemon to me and the fact that, like, it was the same type of thing. And that I know I already said it, but that's what I thought was kind of like, or how you said it. It scratched the itch. It just gave me, like, that overall feel of what I was playing, and I enjoyed it, so. Was this a small studio? Yeah. Because I definitely got that vibe. I feel like if it was bigger and they, I, I don't know, I just felt like, the game just felt very small. Yeah, I looked at the credits, and there's like 10 people, tops. It's a very small studio. I'm really curious. Who did you guys pick? Like, what what animal? Because, of course, I went with the spectral wolf because I love wolves. <laughs> <laughs> so I went with the phoenix. I've always thought that's kind of cool. I, get, I didn't really think about that. But I liked the naming aspect of it, and I called him Baldy. Because he's like a – well, he's a phoenix, but he's like a bald. Well – I picked the eagle as well, and I named it Firebird, so that's why I picked it. (laughs) So cool. (laughs) I had a lot of fun with the naming. Like, for instance, there's a uh, monster that's called Rocky, so I was like, Balboa. Like, I don't know. I just (laughs) – I I started off naming every single one, but then I didn't realize how many monsters you were going to (laughs) get, and I was just like, I think I just need to hit enter. There's 101 monsters. Dings. Yeah. No, I was doing the same thing, Liz. I wasn't necessarily naming all of them, but if I could come up with what I thought was a fun or funny name, I was pretty much naming them. But then after about 30, 40 of them, I was just like, uh, I don't have time to think about this anymore. I just want to collect you and move on. Yeah, especially when I'm like, I'm probably not ever going to use you, so I'm just going to name you stupid and just put you in my pile. There you go. Yeah. Some of my favorites, though, the personal favorites that I came up with was I made the monk, Monkey Brewster. Um, 
said Baldy was my was my main there. Uh, my koi fish, I called it Koith. So I thought that was pretty funny. I made myself laugh on that one. You know, I'm, I'm full of jokes. A lot of mine, it looked very similar to original Pokemon, so I ended up naming them after the original Pokemon. Oh, there you go. Like, Balboa looked like Oddish. The Mole Bear literally looked like Shantru. So I was oh, like, I called right, that one Man Bear go. Pig. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're definitely more clever with names than I was. So going off something you just mentioned about, like, not using some of them, I thought it was really weird that this game wasn't more linear so Andrew and I we went opposite directions when we're exploring because you start off in one place and then you can go to like the ancient woods or you can go to the sun place the mountains and so I when I got to the sun place I realized that I was not prepared they're a lot stronger down there <laughs> but the way that I went like because there are certain monsters that are good with like for instance like water or fire I felt like I was getting them at the wrong points like, I didn't have the fire when I needed it. So, I don't know. I just thought that, like you said, there were some times where I just I didn't use it, and then their skill points kind of dropped because I wasn't using them. Yeah, I did the same thing. I started out, I don't remember which one I started out, but then I got to the Sun Palace. I was having a struggle, and then I went back, and I found the water area, and I think you're, like you're supposed to go there first because you fight uh, a monster and you get your first token there. So, I I don't know. I kind of did the, a little bit of the same, and eventually it was just more or less spreading out. But it, I feel like I got to a point at least once you start to get into the ancient woods, because I feel like you had to have a certain amount of levels to get there. Maybe I'm wrong. But once I got to the ancient woods, I was a little more linear, or at least I was on par with everything. It's also oh, very ancient... forgiving. Like You can beat monsters usually oh, yeah. within about a three or four range of you. At least most of the time. The Ancient Woods was one of the first places I went. And you actually have to get a monster at the river that you can evolve. And so, I mean, I for me, like I went to a couple places after and I didn't find it yet. But the same with that, like the whole linear aspect where it's like I wish that I had started earlier. Like I didn't end up evolving anything because I hadn't found the uh, the river monster. But it just like for me, like that didn't really make sense. You need the river monster to evolve it. You just needed to go to the tree. No, they gave me, like, molding clay. Yeah, to evolve that specific monster. Yes. But you've gotten some other catalyst to evolve a monster. You could have just used those. What catalyst? Uh, I think you had, like, a cocoon, like I did. Oh, see, I, oh, I know I could do that. I thought I had to do that one first. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so you can evolve some of these monsters, but it wasn't something that was explained. It wasn't until, yeah, like, I mean, I'm eight hours in the game, and I just found the evolution tree where you can go to evolve your monsters, but you need to find specific catalysts, whether it be like a stone or a cocoon or an ember of something. You use you consume that to evolve one of your monsters. The thing that kind of stinks overall, now that I'm thinking about it, the thing that I really kind of irritated me with this game is the overall interface. So Liz, you first brought it up. When you're trying to equip certain items to certain monsters, it'd be nice to kind of see all your monsters and how it would affect them. Instead, you have yes. to select a monster one at a time I and really kind of see. I to you so many times. Yeah, and at first <laughs> I was like, ah, I don't really know what she's talking about. But as I was playing more, I was like, yeah, that actually would be really useful. Um, and then when it came to evolving the monsters, it literally shows you all your monsters. So it says, pick a catalyst. So I pick a cocoon. And I wish it would just say, hey, these monsters don't use it. These ones can use it. Instead, I literally had to click through every single monster for it to go. Does not work for this monster. Does not work for this monster. Does not work for this monster. 
works for this one and then you can use it. So it was just, it was really poor design for interface on some of the things, but I will say at least the game is so simple that it doesn't need a crazy explanation stuff because there is no tutorial, but I at least was impressed that as this, this game is very simple and really kind of easily displays what things are that I was able to figure stuff out pretty easily. I was able to figure out, Oh, this is a magic attack. This is a physical attack. This is an element attack. Like, it was pretty easy to piece things together. I think it was easy for me because we've played games like this before. I feel like if I hadn't, I would have been confused. But something that you brought up was that you wish that there was an auto fight because the gameplay got so tedious. And especially, like, I mean, you get eggs for different monsters. I wish that you were able to find more rare or powerful monsters or had special abilities because you sell the ones that you don't want. So I just wish that, like, you didn't know exactly what you were getting. And so I think that, like, that would have made the gameplay more fun as well. Because with, like, when you're just using the same monsters over and over again with the same attacks, it's just, I, it gets tedious. It does. That that really was probably my own, not only gripe, but one of my bigger gripes with the game is that overall the fighting did just get very bland and I was just kind of doing the same thing over and over again. Because once you find a set of monsters that works for the area you're in, you kind of just roll with those. But, I don't know, I, I, I tried to shake things up and, and kind of level them. I liked that your whole team gained experience really on an equal level. Like, sure, you had all the ones that were in, in your bag that did nothing, but I did. I also thought it was a nice little touch that they didn't make you switch out your team if you needed to use one of those bag characters for their special skills. So I don't know if, I don't know if Andrew mentioned it and I just wasn't paying attention because that happens a lot. But each of your monsters has some sort of special ability that they use in the actual platforming aspect of it. So the eagle helps you fly to different places or some break walls, but you can just dig into your bag at any point and, and grab a monster to, to come out and fight with you to do said task. So I thought that was nice. Yeah, I mean, it's very much like Pokemon where you would need a certain ability to light up the dark cave or to cut that shrub exact same thing you do in this game depending on the pokemon you're getting or sorry the monster that you're getting it lets you kind of it alters the actual platforming aspect like keith was saying but also do to explain a little bit more like what keith was talking about with the party you have six monsters just like in pokemon that you have like basically on your belt and all the other monsters you put in your bag and unlike pokemon where you had to go to a computer to change your team you can change your team anytime which i thought was really nice so sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm getting sick of this monster. I haven't used this guy yet. He's now on my bench. Let's pull him out. And it was just really seamless, really quick, no issues. So I do like that this game really gives you the flexibility to kind of really switch things up. And I also liked it let you save your team. So if you have a specific build of like a 16 that you liked, like, oh, this whole team's really good at barriers and they complement each other with their barriers, you can save that team and name it. And if you ever want to pull that team out, you just hit load and it instantly puts them on your bench for you. So I thought it was really nice that they kind of added this feature to kind of quick swap your six team, like nice, quick and easy. And I was actually really impressed with every monster skill tree. I thought that was really cool. Every monster has a branching skill tree. It shows like, oh, once they're level 10, it unlocks these skills, 20, you can pick these skills and you can actually pick the ability and branch out the way you want to. And it actually gives a lot of diversity to a lot of the monsters. Yeah, I thought like some of the ones that you can pick, like having a bleed or, I mean, there were a lot of really cool things that you could choose from. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> Brain fart. 
Yeah. Well, I'll save you, Liz. I, I, I couldn't <laughs> agree with, with you more on the whole aspect of it. Because it really actually, unlike Pokemon, you're like, oh, great, another Caterpie. I need 150 of those. In this, there was actually a reason to want to collect maybe two or three of the blobs. And then as you progress into the game, you have the light shifted and dark shifted, which I didn't look it up, but I couldn't see any difference in, in what it was other than just the way they looked. Am I right on that? Or do you know of something? Well, for the blobs? Well, just in the the monsters in general. Or do, I guess maybe... I have not got that far. I don't. I haven't seen light shifted or dark shifted. Uh, well, spoiler alert. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Well. So yeah, there there is an aspect of it, it that they get a different overall look or feel to them. But I again, I didn't Google it, and I'm I could just use the internet that's at my disposal. But there was some variation to that. So I felt like at the very least, you had a good separation. If you wanted to collect the same monster multiple times, you at least had a different look and you kind of knew what you were building them on. But yep, that's a thing. I actually remembered what I was going to say about the skill tree. (laughs) Oh girl. So I really liked that with the monsters. There were some like that. I mean, there were a couple that had poison, but their abilities were very unique still. And so you could have a poison that was water, a poison that was, you know, melee. So I really liked that. I mean, they didn't make them like too samey. Yeah. I I really like my poison guys. Yeah. Yeah. Like some of them had similar skills. Like uh, there was the, the leafy guy. He had, I don't know, some sort of leaf cut and it just sent a bunch of leaves. And then the birds had some sort of like a, a feather one, which basically looked the same with a different color. But I don't know. Overall, everyone had a very different way that it worked. I also liked the way that the damage was laid out. It just made a lot of sense, I felt like, when I was looking at as far as what I wanted to do and how it was going to work. They just did a very good job describing the the overall abilities. Yeah, speaking of the damage, this actually brings up a uh, thing I really liked that I thought was really interesting about the combat. So as we're explaining, some of these attacks will have like multiple hits. So it's like, oh, it'll hit six times for 75% of your magic damage. And it's kind of a weak attack, but the six hits is actually really impressive because when you're hitting monsters multiple times, you have a combo counter. And so you kind of want to have your weaker monsters attack first and build up a combo And then your last monster, you want to have really strong and do one strong attack. And it basically is like an execution. So it was actually this really cool tactile way to kind of plan out your team and to figure things out. I thought it was really interesting because it's something that actually makes this game really unique. Yeah. So with the blob, he did poison and he did like an acid rain that was really good for breaking down their defense. And so I would use him first and really like weaken him up. And then, I mean, the... Uh, Tengu guy he had like this really strong fire burst and if you like you look at the skill trees like you can pick a certain person and be like I'm definitely going to go with like with crit with this guy and so it was actually really easy to kind of manipulate that with your skill tree which yeah. that kind of want to ask you guys did you guys have a favorite combo because I found myself kind of going back to the same group a lot it really varied based on the area I was in but I did find I had a combination of, of monsters with my main eagle there where he had the he had fire and wind that I had him built with. And then I had a monster that did fire, water, and earth. And then one that did earth, 
Actually, I think I had two that did about the same, but one was magic and one was physical. So I could pretty much just roll out that three-team set anytime I wanted, and, and it was more or less effective. For me, so there was one specific boss fight. I know Liz is going to bring it up, so I'm going to bring it up now. There's a specific boss fight that I kept struggling at and kept dying, but let's beat it first try. <laughs> I forgot about there this. There you go. I, I beat you to it because I knew you were going to call me out on it. <laughs> But I noticed my main reason is I kept trying to change my team like, oh, OK, I'm in the forest. A lot of these forest people are weak against fire or lightning. And so I kind of try to build my team like that. But some of the monsters would be weak because I haven't used them in a while. But I was so like trying so hard to focus on implementing the weaknesses of people that I think I was struggling. So I ended up landing on a go to team, uh, the mushroom guy who I named fun guy. Uh, he, of course, poisoned everyone, the entire enemy team, and had a 50% chance of poisoning people, and it could stack up to four times. So I'd always start with that. Then I had the Cat Zerker, who I named Meowth, and he would do one heavy slash and would bleed everyone because he had a 80% crit chance. I had his crit really high. And then I had my Phoenix, who would do a massive laser beam and would just take everyone out. So I can normally beat just about any fight within two turns. Even though I wasn't trying on anybody's weaknesses or trying to avoid resistance, just I felt like that combo doing a lot of damage over time abilities and just blasting someone at the end, it worked for me. Dam you told me. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Keith. Damage over time is absolutely clutch uh, when you when you're getting into these fights because the thing, especially boss fights. Yeah, well, because the thing about the way that the skills work, most games you have a, you know buffs and debuffs, and it's okay. This lasts for two turns. Every single buff or debuff lasts forever until it's removed. So, in theory, yeah, you know, if you have three different monsters who can stack poison, you can just decimate a team really. And that's and that's also kind of what I am doing. I mean, I I did try to use some of their abilities for some weaknesses if I had a fight, but if I didn't have anything, or if that monster didn't have a an earth weakness, but that monster was out there, I was like, I'm just gonna poison the heck out of him. And yep. it'll whittle you down. Also, because I don't know, did you guys use the Amori guy at all? He's like a pikeman, kind of. Little lizard Never pikeman. saw him. Oh, he's great because... Oh, wait, no, I did see him. Yeah, I didn't capture one, though. He he was honestly probably one of my favorite monsters. His So all of his attacks were physical, which I had a pretty heavy magic-based team outside of him. So he was good for that aspect to start. But he was the one that had ice, uh, or water, poison, and and fire and all three of them are good so because each one of them the attack if he crit with one of his four or five hits on it it would stack bleed on them based on a percentage of damage that was dealt to him as well so it oh that's what the cat circle did so it's like the exact same thing as the cat circle okay yeah i guess so Just this guy had poison yeah it was it was so maybe they had that same skill but maybe I, I think it was toxic slam is the one he used but it was it was pretty awesome um and yeah so i used him because every one of his skills were so strong that outside of wind he had something for the weakness and he would pretty much be a beast i can't remember what i named him i had a pretty fun name for him though i think was it geico no but that would have been good <laughs> i also feel like the items really helps too with certain characters so like you know for instance like there was the nightwing which i really liked but it's super weak, though. He's like a bat that, I mean, like any flame, it's terrible. But you have items that, like, 260 plus with health. And so I, I also like, too, that you're collecting along the way the Phoenix Tears, which revive your teammates. You can also, like, in combat, 
switch your character and then when you switch the character the character that you switch it with is full health i thought that was Wait, awesome really that's kind of like a little cheat yeah that's like a little cheat you can do i that definitely came in handy a couple times oh, <laughs> yeah but you can't switch a monster once it goes down you have to revive it and then you can switch it no i mean like if you're super low health like you get like one hit and you're done you can switch your character right then and there, and you have a character that's full health. Yeah, and there's no penalty. Well, you lose a the turn, sure. One of your characters, yeah, you lose a turn, but that's not bad of a penalty. Yeah. Oh man, I did not know you could do that. One thing, actually, speaking of things that took me a while that I realized, and I, maybe you did, in the menu, <laughs> one of the options was it's like talk, a new segment, and you would talk to your monster or your little spectral. And they, you could ask them questions that basically told you what your next thing to do was. Yeah. Oh no, they they gave that you they gave you a tutorial on that. Oh, did they? I don't know. I skipped it. Yeah, after you beat like the very first champion, he goes, "Oh, if you ever confused, just talk to me, and I can tell you where to go." Oh, I don't know. I I skipped that then. <laughs> but I also felt there was so much to do in different areas that I just kind of did my own thing. Like, but and then like at one point, like in the ancient woods, I needed two keys. I only found one. I explored the entire ancient woods, and I was like, "Well, that sucks." So then I just went somewhere else, <laughs> and I found a new mission. And I, I also, that kind of brings me up to something that I want to talk about. And I feel like I got a lot to talk about it with it. Like the maps. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So first of all, they definitely need more teleportation sites. Like I, like that was, there was one point I was in the ancient woods and I, I went through the uh, dungeon and it was super annoying because I was trying to find my way out. It turns out that you can't go back that way. So I spent like 15 minutes trying to find an exit. Then I have to do this annoying puzzle. I finally get out, go to the ancient woods, and it drops me down. It showed that there was like a room there. It turns out it was just a tunnel to go back to where I had to do that stupid puzzle before. And there's no teleportation sites anywhere near it. And I was like, you are wasting my freaking time. I was, I I got a little a little angry. Liz had a lot of gamer rage <laughs> with this game. Really? I didn't struggle with yeah. it at all. I mean, I don't want to say at all. I didn't really struggle with it that much, though. I thought... I. I would say it needs more teleportation spots, but I didn't think so. Because really, once you had the maps explored and everything, they really weren't that big. I felt like I could travel between them pretty quickly. But no, I agree with Liz. They needed more. There's a lot of things more. you have to go back for. Yeah. And not only that, but you get, I think, three things that make us so that you can go back to the main area. But I didn't want to go back for certain things. Like, let me be able to craft where I am or have more traders. There's, a, I think, a trader in the ancient woods. Have craft tables. Have something. I don't, like, I don't want to go back and forth when you make me going back and forth because, like, oh, you have a new ability. You can go back to this area. It's like, come on. And then also, like, your jump, it's very, like, because, okay, so you have, like, the eagle that can glide you, but it doesn't make you really go higher. And I felt like so many jumps were, like, just at that level that I'm like, can I do this? Or is this, like, I'm just wasting my time? So I also kind of wish that they showed areas that were inaccessible at that time. Because there were a lot of jumps that I was like, I don't know if I can make that. That's a, being a little bit nitpicky. But the teleportation points, like, I felt like I wasted so much time running around. Well, so... Partly to answer your question, there is a good chance that, yeah, you were at a spot where you're supposed to get to, but the birds in particular do evolve and give you an advanced flying, so they can actually fly a little higher. So there's probably a good chance you were at a spot that is accessible, but not quite with a, with a basic bird. So I agree with Liz. I think there needs to be more teleportation areas, because some of the areas are pretty big. 
but it's just annoying to you can't avoid the monsters because you see them hopping around as long as you don't touch them you don't engage a battle with them but sometimes they're impossible to avoid and then of course you have to go through a whole battle sequence because there's no auto fight or anything like that so it just kind of gets frustrating but overall i did not like the platforming of this game i thought it was just so boring I will say I loved how forgiving it was. Yeah, there's some cliffs, there's some spikes, but as soon as you touch them, your character just instantly teleports like back to where you were. So there's no punishment. There's no punishment even if you lose a fight and your monsters all go down. It just spawns you like a couple few feet away from the fight and you can either engage that fight again or run away. So I loved how forgiving it was. I will say though that there was one point where I found like a secret room and I had to like double jump over spikes and it was... I kept dying, and then I got to the chest, and then I was like, crap, now I have to go back. <laughs> nope. And whenever I died, I went back to where the chest was. And it didn't take me that long, but I was just like, really hope I can do it. A gamer rage ensued. Yeah. You think Celeste would have prepared you for this? Yeah. I <laughs> I do I do say, though, on the same token, is, and maybe this is what you're already kind of trying to, to say. But is that like if you were in one of those sections where there was maybe four or five different platforms that you had to get through with spikes in between, it almost gave you a little checkpoint at each single one. So you didn't get sent back to the very beginning of the room every time as long as you met certain points. So I thought that was no, that's true. very nice from a forgiving. And just overall, this game has no load time. I think, yeah. I, I think it's pretty much instant to load up. And then from that point forward, even when you teleport to somewhere, it's just... Your screen goes black and comes back up, and you're where you need to be. But I don't, I, I, I don't know. The one thing I wish it had, because I know what you're saying, Liz, is that it's frustrating. We're like, oh, I know there was an ice orb that I needed to shoot somewhere. Where was that room again? Maybe somewhere down the road that none of us have gotten to. But I would have liked to have unlocked the ability to have, um, like a a legend for the map that shows me these little things. Yeah. Yeah, like where you left a chest that you couldn't get to, where the other orbs that weren't activated yeah. are. Yeah, I think that would be a great idea. Even if it was just the chest, because at the very least at that point, I know that I need to go back to that area, whether I know it was because of an ice orb or an earth orb, although you probably could get an idea based on the area that it's in, but just knowing where the the chest that I didn't open is would be just so much better. See, most of my issues are with the map. Like, that was my main thing. But I also think, too, that the creators of the game were also kind of aware of some of the things that we're complaining about. So, for instance, we, we've been talking about how, like, tedious the fighting is a lot. They did make it faster. Like, you can do two times speed. Yeah. So I felt like there were little things that they were like, ah, yeah, I kind of see that. That that did help, but to that point, just wanted more what would have been really nice, because a lot of games do this, and it doesn't need to because it's very low graphics, but is for maybe graphics reasons or whatever, they even have sometimes skip animation. Like, if you could have just done skip animation and just... Yeah, it, like Pokemon does that. Yeah, like, that would have saved so much time and made the battles still tedious, but at least not like, ugh, I have to go through this whole sequence. Here we go. Yeah. But I have a, a little quick pro tip. Um, once you get the double jump, your character should be probably in, like, the low teens... As Liz said, you know, the game's not really linear and you can kind of explore different areas. I highly recommend after you get double jump to go west uh, of the, the very first area that you're in. Uh, it brings you to the Snowy Mountains and there's a monster there that literally looks like an ice dinosaur who I named Reptar. But I highly recommend you go and capture that because it has the ability for you to mount it and it drastically increases your move speed. 
So as we're saying, yes, it's really annoying to kind of travel through everything, but if you can get that monster, it makes traveling so much easier and more efficient. And you can get them relatively early in the game. You just have to go to that area. Is that the uh, a room tail? I think goes what it was. I believe so. Yeah, I think that's its real name. Yeah. I think. I mean, there's a couple different mounts you can get in the game, but yeah, they all do the same thing. Yeah, I mean, I he was the one I got super early, and I don't even think Liz has gotten one because I don't think Liz has even captured that thing yet. Weird. No, and I've been to so many different areas. I feel like, but yeah, I I just got to the mountains. So for me, I just went the opposite direction. Interesting. Yeah, I I got him, I think, pretty early on, like you said. And I, yeah, probably in the like 13 to 15 range as far as, as it goes. But yeah, I mean, you have to, if you really want to like grind out getting the, the different monsters, it's good to go back to some of these sections if you miss them, obviously, because you have to. But as you're higher and higher level, you go back and you get, there's a... a star system based on how well you do in the fight and if you can if you can end it in one turn you actually get six stars but generally five stars if you do the best on it and the better you do on the stars the more likely you are to actually get a drop of say the egg or just better items so it makes it a lot easier to go back and farm some of them if you missed them which for that point i would say don't stress it if you're not getting the eggs don't hang around and try to get them just carry on and then go back later it'll be a lot easier yeah but the uh other really tedious thing I wanted to talk about is the music. Yeah. I don't know how you guys felt about it. I it, it was annoying. To me, at first it was like elevator music. You know, it's there. You can hear it. It's not offensive. It's just, it's noise. But after a while, there's like three songs in this game. Well, at one point you noticed that the music changed for me. Like I was fighting, uh, what is it called when you have like to fight the six enemies? A champion. A cha- oh, that is a champion, yeah. yeah. So I was fighting one of those and you're like, oh, the music changed. But yeah, besides that, like... When you're fighting, you're, I don't know, it does kind of grate on your nerves. If you're playing it for multiple hours. So if I just play for like an hour, like, it doesn't bother me, but. But there's honestly zero reason to have music or sound effects in this game. So this is definitely a game you can listen, another soundtrack, a podcast, something. You don't have to listen to it. There's no voice acting. It's just a lot of horns booping and bopping for the music, and that's kind of about it. Oh, uh, I wanted to, so sorry to go back. And you another, have another thing. thing. Nice. Uh, so when you come across the enemies, like I think that in Operentia, like you got to go first, or they already had damage or something. I wish I had that because I'd go in and like swing at them, but it was not, you know nothing happened. So I wish it either changed like your turn, or if you like inflicted damage. I feel like that would have been cool. Honestly, I I don't I didn't wish that. No. Because like it kind of annoyed me in Operentia sometimes too, because it's like I see this monster. But I have to, like, annoyingly wait for it to, like, turn around for me to touch its back. And it just added these times where you just had to sit there and wait for an opportunity to do a thing to get the advantage. Or even if it was just, like, hit them first. I don't know. I just, I whenever I, I snuck up on them. Well, I you always got like, to attack first, regardless. Yeah, I do like that when you're fighting champions, if you go first, which I think it's random, you only get to do two of your three characters. So if you yeah. don't go first, you know. Oh, this actually brings up uh, another thing I really wanted to praise this game for. It actually is online battles, so you can actually battle your friends. Yeah, we should have done like, that. That's actually really cool. Yeah, um, I don't know if I was a high enough rank. I think you needed to be, like, the second highest rank, so you needed to be near the end of beating the game. Yeah. But I actually I think that's really cool. This is a really small studio, and they were actually able to incorporate a online multiplayer aspect to it, which I think that's really impressive. Agreed. 
in the way that you can really change the skill trees, it, I, it actually makes something really interesting and you can really see the diversity of like your friends' teams compared to yours. But yeah, we'll have to do a battle sometime. Heck yeah. I am so in. Uh, but then, of course, this game had graphics. Yeah. That's about it's it. It's kind of like the music. <laughs> what One thing yeah. I don't think I got to mention about the music, I don't, I don't think I said anything about the music. You guys just said you hated it, and that was about it. And I don't fully just... Dis- uh, no, Liz changed the subject. Well, anywho, all <laughs> I'm saying is I don't really have much to say because you're pretty much right. One thing, it, it seemed like, if anything, it just took the same song and just tweaked it slightly. Like, you'll yeah. be like, oh, you're in the snowy mountains now. Let's make it sound a little bit higher pitched, or you're underwater. Ooh, it's a little bit muffled. But it was basically always the same song, I'm pretty sure. Um, I I think so, too. So I, that's where... It's weird, because it didn't actually at any point bother me, but I totally agree with what you're saying about it. So, yeah. That's my take on it. Carry on. But, yeah, but speaking of, like, the snowy mountains and stuff, this is kind of my biggest complaint when it comes to the graphics, there's all these different biomes, but they all felt the same. They all like, yes, they look different. Like, Ooh, there's grass on the ground here, but you're all still jumping on the same, very narrow platforms. You're Breaking still avoiding walls down the same way. Yeah. Avoiding the same spikes. Like there wasn't anything unique or different about any of these environments. And I also feel like, and I, I feel like a lot of small studios, like I don't do this, but like, if you're going to have like the super pixelated, kind of graphics i really wish there were some nice cutscenes. i understand like budgets and small games and stuff but whenever like i see graphics like this i'm just like i kind of wish that they did something a bit more yeah i mean like because even when it came to the story like even just to have like an actual story small thing there there was very little i do think that like i mean because i sounded kind of negative I do love like all the different monster and character models. Like I, I actually did like the graphics. I will say I do think I agree with you, Liz. I actually like the monsters. Some of them very much did look like some Pokemon, but I mean that's fine. I but I actually enjoyed the monsters because the newer generations of Pokemon I don't care for, because to me they seem so lazy. Like oh, it's an ice cream Pokemon. It's <laughs> a cloud Pokemon, and it's like wow, this is really lazy. But this one, they're actually, they're very unique. Usually you still got some, your relatively generic blobs, cat, humanoid creatures, minotaurs. Like you got some generic stuff in there, but I at least, I don't know, I thought they did a good job kind of creating some unique stuff. Yeah, I think overall I I generally tended to like them. I, I actually really liked when you went and looked at like the, I don't know, the glossary there you go your pokedex if you will (laughs) monster journal it had a much more detailed (laughs) image of it obviously it wasn't like ooh, this is 4k gorgeous graphics but i did like the additional detail that you got to see and then when you when you looked at them from there so that was that was kind of cool but yeah it's nothing impressive yeah i was trying to think of like any points where there was anything you did really different and now I think at most it was like the snow, like, ooh, this platform is going to break underneath you. And then there was one, it was like, they're even more narrow. It's just one block instead of three blocks. Yeah. That was about it. It was spikes that would kill you and platforms. That's what I mean. I thought the platform was very boring. And the puzzles also, too, I thought were very boring, too. Yeah. I would have liked if there was just even just... Like they incorporated a little bit more of the monsters beyond just orbs, and it wasn't just like flying or swimming. 
maybe there was a yeah. dig or something like that. I think just even that would have made it more fun. Achievements. Achievements. So this is also a game I would not recommend for Achievement Hunters. The achievements in it are pretty generic, but the overall game to play for the main story, it'll take you about 28 hours. And for completionist, from what I saw, it was categorized at 62 hours. I don't know if that's true. I would probably say it's probably like 32 because there's not that many collectibles or anything like that. But yeah, so you're looking at an average of about 28 hours just to play the game. And the odd achievements are, you know, getting certain ranks, collecting certain monsters, um, getting a five-star win rating, just very kind of basic stuff. There wasn't anything too fun or unique. Some are collecting kind of a rare monster, but it's all just something you're mostly achievements. You're just going to be getting from playing the game and it's going to take you about 28 hours. So I wouldn't recommend it for achievement hunters, but it's unfortunately nothing too great. I feel like our scores kind of reflect our love of the game. Keith was number one with 245. Good job, Ooh, Keith. Get around our pod. Andrew's just there losing achievements all over the place. Lost the month of January. <sighs> Shut up. Lost this game to me. Lose, lose, lose. Carry on. Yeah, you came in with 135. But you're not the biggest loser tonight, Andrew. I came in at 105. Well, Liz, you're with us every episode. <laughs> Yeah, so achievements overall, they're there. Not great. So getting into our final thoughts, uh, I'll go first with this one, Keith. I'll let you wait. Okay, I'll save for us. As I said with Monster Sanctuary, it's it's not bad. It's definitely kind of a, a poor man's Pokemon, which isn't a bad thing. If you definitely want something, if you want to get that RPG element, the turn base, and you're collecting monsters, battling them, battle your friends, it does a solid job. The combat gets a little tedious. But overall, I like the design of the monsters. This overall story was okay. I liked the lore, but I wasn't too engaged with the characters. The platforming I thought was so boring, and the music I thought was boring. So for me, I'm going to give it a solid 70. I didn't hate my time playing it, but I don't know if I'll go back and finish it. Liz, you go. I'm, I'm saving me for last on this one. Oh, because Keith wants to give this game 100. 150. Oh, jeez. Oh, crap. I already said it. I was actually... Just looking at the picture, and I was like, oh, it kind of reminds me of Banner Saga. Uh The cover? Not at all. Uh Am I thinking of a different game then? Maybe, but I don't think it looks like Banner Saga. Celeste. You know Banner Saga was like Vikings, right? Yeah. Just the art style. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, you can get And another thing. (laughs) Hearing your low score makes me want to, like, dip mine lower. Because I was going to say 78, but now I'm thinking 77. Whoa, Liz. Hold Whoa. the I phone. Hold point. And th- yeah, I think I'm going to give it a 77. Because you know what it is? I felt bad about it. But I'm like, whoa, Andrew's going hard on this game. I can just, you know. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to give it a 77. I think it's a great base of a game. I just want more. I, like, want the cutscenes. I want more teleportation areas. I just... I got really frustrated at certain points and I felt like it was unnecessary. And so there's, there's so many things I want to tweak with it, but I, I think it's a, a, a solid, a solid game. Just like need like a way more, <laughs> way more. So good base. Yeah. So I've obviously really had nothing bad to say about the game. I think we all know where I stand on that. It's still definitely a game. I feel like I convinced you on the platforming. Can, can you let me finish? I'm doing my I'm doing my thing here. So you interrupt me all episode. Yeah, but 
I can interrupt. No, I guess. Anywho's. So I, I think it's a fantastic game. I think the biggest thing is what you've already said is that it's just, it's, it's a Pokemon on my Xbox. The, the thing that keeps me from wanting to give this a high score is the battles are a bit tedious, but they're very accessible and easy enough that it's never really frustrating. So it's relaxing to play. And yeah, the traversal could be way more fun. It could be better on the platforming. So that takes away for me. Music, I won't even hold it back on because turn it off. It's fine. Um, but overall, I'm, I am I want to go back and play it. I certainly won't play it as often now because, you know, I got other things to do now. But I want to go back. I want to finish the game. I want to keep collecting all these new monsters and see what it is because the, the, the phrase of the episode, it scratches the itch. So this game is definitely uh, uh, an 80 is what I'm going to uh, land on as final score. I surprise I'm the one who least I liked it the least because I, you know I loved Pokemon. That po- I, mean, I still kind of like... Pokemon was the first video game I ever bought with my own money. I saved up money and I got a Game Boy Color and I got Pokemon Yellow. Wow, it's a big boy game. Yeah. But I loved that. I feel like we're going back to when you used to like gush on a game and be like 70. And you're like talking about how great this game, and you even said um, "fantastic" the way that Andrew does, like the infliction and stuff, like a fantastic game. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, you sound like Andrew right now." Yeah, but when I normally do it, I still give a game like a ninety. No, I mean, I, I this would be if if because the traversal really, you did, you're right, you did sell me on this. It just wasn't that fun, and I think they could have, with the monster skills, just had a lot more fun with it. But that's really the only reason it's not, honestly, maybe a, a, a runner-up for my game of the year. Because it's definitely, I'm, I'm, we've got a lot of games to go here. I'm going to play something I like way oh, yeah. more than this. But it's at least, I can tell you right now, it's going to at least go into the category of, of you know, potential options. I'm that confident on it. <laughs> well, looking at Metacritic, there were only three written reviews as far as this episode. Oh, man. Uh, 70, an 80, and a 4. <gasps> so I'll, I'm going to read two of them to you. I feel like he's going to go on there and write one. No, well, I'm wondering, do we, need, ever, do we need 80. to like have some sort of criteria? Like, Do I need to submit my credentials to, to be an official Metacritic reviewer? I have no idea. Look into that. <laughs> you look into it. You're the one who wants to do it. <laughs> Why would I look into it for you? <laughs> be, a, be a user in like, Make your your name like one off of our fourth co-host. Just oh yeah, no, no. Call yourself his name, Junior. Yeah. Put <laughs> copy his name and write Junior. But I'm gonna rank every game a hundred that point. <laughs> Anywho, we interrupted but you. Looking Liz. at, it's all good. Looking at the critic who gave it a seventy. Despite its cute visuals and some great moments of exploring the game's world, Monster Sanctuary on Xbox feels relatively hollow. There is plenty of content to keep the most dedicated of mini-maxing enthusiasts busy, especially if one ventures into online battles against others. But the game owes too much of its identity to the past. If it leaned more into the unique Metrovania ideas, had a more interesting story, and felt less like homework, Monster Sanctuary would have been something truly special. And then the person who gave it a four, it's basically a mash of Pokemon and Metrovania. Not a bad thing. I enjoy both types of games. And then he brought up. You gave it a four? 
Well, I mean, he brought up, like, the, uh, the two-speed and stuff, but should I just relay it out? <laughs> it starts off strong, quite enjoyable. The battles are slow, and the devs even knew this by putting an option to speed up battles in the options. Exploration okay, but nothing new. I like the aspect of collecting monsters to fight your battles, but the boss battles are slow, even on times two speed. Elemental weaknesses don't appear to work in your favor as you do little damage anyway. Boss characters can attack more than once in a turn and they hit hard and ultimately what lets the game down. 4 out of 10 seems fair as there is a bit that needs fixing, mainly the boss battles and balancing. I would say try it for yourself as it is free on Game Pass, but pay cash to play it? No. <laughs> I'm getting nervous. I feel like I'm extra stuttering today. That was hard. <laughs> but yeah. So there you have it. Uh, I think you guys, overall, it sounds like you should at least try check it out. Check out Monster Sanctuary. Let us know on Twitter. Yeah. Who you agree with. Yeah. But if you have a game recommendation for us, you can email us at gamepassgrabbag at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook, Game Pass Grab Bag, where we also have a PayPal set up if you feel so inclined to support us. Uh, I've been your hardcore gamer host, Andrew. You can find me on Xbox Live at Firebird01952. I'm also with Twitch with the same name. And if you ever want to come see my stream, I at least highly recommend you follow our Twitter at GPGBpod because I normally at least post there when I'm streaming. It's hard for me to keep a consistent schedule, but if you at least follow our Twitter, you can see when I'm up. So come on by and say hi. The only reason it's hard for him to keep up with a consistent schedule is because he's just lazy. That's all there is to it. But I've been Keith. No. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to throw him the Twitter handle today uh, with, with Kaylinch121. Because I, I updated my URL because I still had Mixer in there. Now it's twitch.tv forward slash Lil Fluffy. But that's L-I-L-F-L-U-H. Lil Fluffy. Lil Fluffy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then F-F-Y after the H because that's part of Fluffy. So that's on there. I don't actually really ever stream other than maybe once a week a football game um, for, for a fun little yeah, our, league. Yeah, our fantasy doing. Madden league. So if you want to watch me play Madden maybe once a week, follow me. Or watch me. I'm really bad. It's it's. Oh, it's I'm Don't tell yourself. See you play the new season of Apex. I've been loving the new season of Apex. But I'm Liz Noob Gamertag. Come on, I'm Dean. I'm on Twitter at Liz Noob Noob is E W, and I do not stream. So if you go there, don't expect that, or you'll be disappointed. I think a, a lot of people would love to watch you stream. I would love to watch you stream. But I hope you all enjoyed this episode. Uh, our audio is going to be a little bit different. Hopefully, it doesn't come with horrible. If you guys like it, please let us know. If you hate it, let also please let us I know. Feel like, I love that you're putting <laughs> this at the end where nobody's going to be uh, listening anymore. Yeah, we should put it. I don't know. You should, you should give a fair. Maybe you listen back on it and then, and then give people a, a disclosure at the beginning. Someone's going to give us a terrible review. Please listen to other episodes. <laughs> all right, everyone. I hope you all have a wonderful week and we'll see you again next week. Bye. Bye.